Welcome back to the Sustainable Wellness Podcast. This is episode 11. I don't have, I guess, like a single topic for today's episode. It's kind of a riff off of some things I've been seeing lately, mostly on the internet. Um, Before I jump into this episode, just some housekeeping things. I do still have like one or two spots open for one-on-one coaching. My signature coaching program, Sustainable Strength and Nutrition, is a minimum of three months long. We work together one-on-one and we can tackle, you know, building like a solid strength training foundation. We can also build some solid nutrition habits. And this, the nutrition aspect goes a little bit both ways. Part of it is just focusing on like the actual food itself, like if you are trying to eat more nutrient-dense food, stuff like that. But there is also a big aspect of it that involves mindset as well, where you might struggle with, you know, eating a lot. I know this is like a common thing, so I bring it up, where you feel either like out of control around your favorite foods or you feel like you binge at nighttime, like late night snacking, stuff like that, or just kind of like breaking the habit of always thinking of food as like good versus bad, stuff like that. So, you know, you are changing kind of like what you're eating, but then you're also changing the way that you think about eating and food as well. And those actually tend to work better for people in the long run. So I don't do like meal plans. As far as fitness goes, it's all a big focus on strength training and mobility. I take into account what equipment you have access to. So some people have access to a full gym. Some of my clients work out from home exclusively and have minimal equipment and we just make it work for you. And you can even tailor it kind of like to what you're looking for. So I have a couple clients who are like really into running. So when they are training for a longer distance run, their strength training programs are going to reflect that when they're in technically like their quote unquote off season where they're not necessarily like training for a longer distance, but they are still running, then their strength training program reflects that. I've had clients who have had some struggles with like mental illness or chronic health issues, which is kind of sort of where this topic is going today, actually. Um, And their strength training program will account for that as well. So I feel like it's hard for me to talk about because it's so nuanced because I truly do try to tailor it to that individual. But you do learn like the basics of strength training. You will get a program sent to you in an app each month. You'll have demos in there, which if you were watching this video on YouTube, a lot of the demos that are in the app itself that are housed in that app are on my YouTube channel as well. Of course, there's not any other context kind of there. So it's like, if you're interested in a certain exercise, you can just do a video search in my YouTube channel and it'll pop up and it'll give you like an explanation of the form and maybe some things to look out for, maybe some modifications, but in the context of like where it would fit in to your workout, that's a little bit more personalized, but the stuff is is there if you want to go check that out as well. But anyway, I will probably take on like one or two more, at least for a while. As soon as those spots are filled, they are filled. I currently have two people who started with me recently. And it, it, that is more, 
intensive as far as like on my part, especially in the very beginning where we're meeting more often. It's a lot more hands-on with you just getting started. So I want to make sure everyone like comes in, gets acclimated. I'm able to give you enough like one-on-one support either through like meeting weekly emails or text messages back and forth, stuff like that. So I only take on a few people at a time. After that three months is over, some people, usually I will say most people continue on at least for a little bit. They might do more of like a month to month type thing. Sometimes we back off the number of sessions, but we still are in contact. You're still getting workouts every month, stuff like that. So after that initial like first three months, you do have a little bit more flexibility, which enables me again to kind of like open up another like coaching spot or two or, or something like that. So I'm a little protective of my time over as far as that goes when it comes to one-on-one clients. I'll also be shifting gears as we make it through the end of the year. We are now like in the middle of October. And so of course the holidays are coming up and then there's going to be like every year I do like a holiday fitness challenge. So that's kind of on the radar. Last year I did a Black Friday sale. I will probably be doing one this year as well. Actually, I did one the year before too, I think. Yeah, I've done a couple Black Friday sales. So Black Friday slash like Cyber Monday, that whole weekend. So if you are on the lookout for that kind of stuff, you're interested in coaching, getting like first, you know, dibs on the Black Friday sale or joining a fitness challenge. And again, it's a very, because if you've been around me long enough, you know that realistic is the way to go. So it's a very realistic fitness challenge. If you're interested in any of that stuff, make sure you're following me on social media, especially make sure that you are signed up for my email list because you guys are always the first to know what is going on if you're on my email list. Links to all that stuff is in the show notes. Okay, enough of that. On to today's topic or I don't know, like blend of topics. It's basically coming off the heels of some things I have noticed in, and it's kind of always been there. I feel like in like the health and fitness space, even in like coaching and self-help, that sort of stuff I'm seeing a little bit more. And I guess I feel a little nitpicky about this. And when it comes to like, when people start talking about that kind of stuff in reference to behavior change and how to improve those areas of their lives, whatever they may be that they are looking to work on. I think I'm like, maybe I'm just not the audience. Maybe I'm not the target audience for the types of things that I'm seeing. I don't know. Because I'm always kind of like, "Mm." (laughs) and it's hard for me to not like look at it through the lens of people who have had like, I guess, trauma or are dealing with mental illness or have a chronic illness because I feel like it bypasses those things sometimes. I don't know. I'm like, I feel sometimes I'm like, you're just being soft. But then, but then like my own experience and clients who I've worked with have also experienced those things and it makes them feel shitty. It makes, I've felt kind of shitty in regards to that sort of stuff too. And it's like, I've made like some posts on social media about this, but it's stuff like where you see like the no excuses mindset or phrases like absolutely hate this one where it's like we all have the same 24 hours in a day or lately I've been seeing more so I think like in like the psychology positive psychology which I think is kind of bastardized in this sense 
and coaching and like self-help space where it's like, you just need to get up off your ass and do it. And I'm like, that's a lot easier said than done. Yeah, I just, I don't, I don't like it when I hear that kind of stuff. Cause it's, and I'll get to this, but I was like, I'm also like not enabling this as well as just like, because you have different circumstances or you have mental illness or chronic illness, I'm not necessarily saying that like, oh, that's just the way it is. And like, I can't change. There's no hope for me sort of thing. Like, that's also not what I'm saying, but I think it kind of sucks if you're like out in the world, just existing, you have that stuff going on in the background and then you come across like someone on the internet that's like telling you to get up off of your ass. Like that implies that you're just being lazy, which isn't always the case. So I don't know, maybe I'm just being super sensitive about it. You know, take this episode with a grain of salt, but it's hard not to kind of like look at that stuff and like look at it through the lens of that because of like my lived experience and then the people that I have coached as well, because they're all dealing with that sort of stuff. So to tell someone who is currently like dealing with something traumatic that happened to them or has, I don't know, a chronic illness flare up, or even if they don't have any of those things going on, but like they're going through grief or some other like super stressful event in their life. To tell someone in those situations they just need to get up off their ass is not helpful because maybe they can't, like maybe they literally can't. And maybe it takes an incredible amount of mental gymnastics in order for them to do this. And this goes for people who don't even have other mental or physical health issues going on. It can just be like people just like living, but having a lot of competing priorities. And like, that's also valid. Like I kind of thought the other day, because again, I've been, obviously I just gave my whole like spiel, my shameless plug about coaching because it is what I do. It's what I excel at and I've been doing it for a while. I still am just as in love with it to this day as I was 12 years ago when I got into the fitness industry. And like I have helped some people along the way. So of course I'm promoting that to help more people and also grow my business, like full transparency. And I understand why people, and I'm not excluding like dads in in this, but I have to say moms because that's what I am. I'm a working mom. A lot of my clients are either busy women who are like trying to excel in the professional space and where they have kids at home too. And those things in and of themselves can be difficult. And so I understand why someone who is in that situation isn't necessarily like jumping at the chance to sign up for like nutrition and fitness coaching with me, for example, like it makes it seem like it's just like one more thing to add to their to-do list. Like you're already kind of like at capacity. (laughs) If you're a mother, again, not excluding dads, but if you're a mother who is 
like in that situation, I don't know. It's just been my experience, I guess. I did type up some notes. I'm like trying to look real quick because I this is basically just me riffing off of stuff. So it's like it may not be like the most coherent, organized, which is ironic because I'm totally going to bring that up in the notes I did. Notes I did jot down. But anyway, so for example, women who are also like working and I mean, stay at home moms have to deal with this too, just as much like you're busy taking care of your children all day and then managing like other aspects of your household. And, you know, it's not even just like the day-to-day stuff. It's also like the stuff that you have to remember in the background. Um, Like I said, this is the middle of October right now at the time of recording. And, you know, we got letters home from preschool about like the Halloween like parade and their trunk or treat and they're doing Halloween parties. So it's like, you know, when the time comes, be like, do we need to bring food for that day? Trying to make sure we get there for like trunk or treats, you know, is her costume clean for that? Like stuff like that. So you're still like, there's always something going on in the background aside from just the day-to-day stuff, like getting your kid up and like ready to go in the morning aside from yourself, which that in and of itself I'm like I know ugh, like it can be it can be a lot and you know if you're working you might also you know have a high stress job or you know have deadlines to focus on stuff like that and at the same time you're like do I need to do laundry when I get home like does my kid have enough socks and underwear for school tomorrow so it's it's a lot like the combined responsibilities of like motherhood and and working it's and then you have someone like me who's also like promoting their coaching program and they're like I literally just can't do one more thing and now if you add into the mix of the aforementioned things like I said where you have you know chronic illness or mental illness and you also are trying to like have a social life like you still want to see family and friends and your partner like it's a lot so again I totally get it if people like aren't interested in like signing up for coaching because it's just, it's a lot, you know, if you're, if you're juggling all of that, it's again, you're like, sometimes I feel like that too, where I'm like, I can't do one more thing. Like I just, I can't, there's no capacity for it. There are weeks where I don't work out as often as I would like to, because I don't have the like mental and emotional capacity to do so because I'm, I'm dealing with all the things that I just listed. So I totally get it. So say you have like all of that stuff going on and then you come across someone like on the internet or whatever, say stuff like you just need to get up off your ass and we'll have the same 24 hours and, or you're just not making this a priority. Say if it is again, like health and fitness or something like that. It's not helpful because like those things aren't even true. I've seen this before too. It seems to be a while ago, but I just... Like, I'm not a huge, huge Beyonce fan, but I've seen kind of like this reference is like, oh, we all have the same 24 hours in a day or Beyonce has the same 24 hours in a day that we do. And I'm like, no, no, she doesn't. I don't have the same 24 hours in a day that you do. You don't. We, we definitely don't have the same as Beyonce. We don't. Like, she probably has someone that cooks for her and cleans her house. And like, my God, that would be amazing. I don't have that luxury. A lot of people don't. 
which means that we need to do that stuff. So it's just, it's not the same. You can't compare your situation to someone else's and say something like that, especially if, you know, you not knocking anyone because maybe you just don't know because I was that person at one point in my life where like I wasn't married, I didn't have, you know, a house to pay for and a child to be responsible for and two dogs. So sometimes I feel like you just don't know until your life circumstance change. Then you're like, oh, now I get it. But just know that we don't all have the same 24 hours a day. You can't compare that. My weekday mornings now look a lot different than what they did like four or five years ago. I could just get up in the morning and get myself ready to go. And sometimes I just had a hard time doing that, which again, now we know is ADHD. So now I have to do that. And I'm responsible for another human being, getting them up and ready and out the door on time. And sometimes it feels like I have lived a thousand lives before my workday really even starts at like eight or nine o'clock in the morning by the time I drop her off wherever she's going that day for childcare. And then again, on top of that, and I know that's like a very common sentiment and against like other moms. And then you add on top of that, like for me personally, if my anxiety is flaring up, which luckily hasn't done that anytime recently, or I'm having, you know, some days are worse than others as far as like focus and brain fog and concentration go, which again, now I know based on like the last year is just my ADHD that was undiagnosed for so long. That makes it even more difficult to like get your shit together and do that kind of stuff. And these things aren't my fault, right? If you, my clients who also have issues with mental health and chronic illness, like it's also not their fault that like they have that stuff going on. It just, it makes it harder for them to do that stuff. Like it's not, it's nobody's choice to have those things, no matter what some crazies on the internet tell you. I've seen people, I saw someone recently use, which is ironic. They were in the health and fitness space and they were kind of like using their story to sell. I believe that they were in some multi-level marketing thing and also calling themselves a coach, use that term loosely. And they had talked about how they had suffered from like postpartum depression, but then like in all their stuff after that, they were like basically saying that you shouldn't use, you shouldn't have excuses. And they were using things like mental health and they were like putting it in quotations and stuff like that. And I was like, wow, of all people, like you think that she would be super sensitive to other people who have had the same struggles as you, but lo and behold, here we are. So it's, you know, it's not your choice for having those diagnoses if that is your case. It's also, I mean, you know, if you chose to have kids, it's okay to also acknowledge the fact that like, it's just really hard sometimes. Yes, you asked for that, but it's also okay to still acknowledge that it's just hard and it's, that's fine. So there's like, talking about that again, it still doesn't give you like a free pass to just be like, well, it is what it is. Like, we're just not going to do that then. I feel like there is a fine line in between 
giving yourself some grace, but also not enabling that stuff. Because if you do have certain goals that you are looking to achieve, whether that be like in the self-help space or in fitness, nutrition, health, etc., you still need to figure out what works for you. Like it may not look like, I think what some people are saying, like we all have different strategies and stuff that work for us. So maybe what's working for someone that they're like promoting, for example, like some fitness influencer or whatever, maybe that works for them, but it's not going to work for you. Or maybe just their lifestyle is so totally completely different than yours. And like, that's not, that's not the person to like follow or look for advice or like emulate because you're in completely different places in your life. So give yourself grace, but also know that like, know, I guess like when you're kind of bullshitting yourself at the same, at the same time. So I do believe that even though you have stuff going on, yes, give yourself grace. I cannot say that enough, but you still need to figure out what works for you to be a functioning human most of the time. So for example, you know, I have strategies and tools and medication that do help. However, it still is hard sometimes. And this is why I don't like when people say those sorts of things because they haven't walked in my shoes and they don't know that it's so much easier like said than done. And I think a lot of people can relate to that. It kind of makes you feel shameful if you're on the receiving end of those phrases and you do have a lot going on in your life or you also have some sort of like health issue going on in the background. And we know that shame doesn't help anyone regardless of like what you think will work. Studies actually show the opposite. Like you will have a more favorable outcome if you are working on some behavior change and you treat yourself with a little bit more kindness instead of shaming yourself or berating yourself into changing. That's not going to work. And I don't know why people say these things. I guess either, I don't know, I guess they just don't get it and they don't think this is a real issue and they think that people are just genuinely being lazy or maybe they do get it and they just trying to give people the benefit of the doubt here. People that say those types of things, maybe they do get it and maybe they just can't convey like that thorough of, you know, a full like multidimensional meaning because nuance is kind of hard to get across sometimes, especially if you're posting like on social media and such like a quick little video clip or something. So I don't know, I guess where this is leading me is like, if you're one of those people that is having a hard time, like doing the thing, especially if you have other barriers going on in your life, I guess the point is to not try to feel shame or take those sort of remarks like as a personal attack if you come across someone saying that or even if you're in conversation and someone's just like you know has like that no excuses mindset because you know your life isn't the same as yours you like don't let them shame you because they don't know your life and your circumstances just know that it is okay to be wherever you are right now like whatever your certain circumstances are, that's fine. It can make it more difficult and there's nothing wrong with you. You're fine. You're not lazy or lame or unmotivated. And I always like to use this too, because like 
I've heard people, especially when they're like coming into coaching, they're just like, I'm just lazy. I can't do this. And I'm like, you're probably not. If you think about it, like what other areas in your life do you excel at things or, you know, you do have high motivation or you can just do something without being motivated to do it. Like one of the things I struggle with is like keeping our house straightened up and doing laundry. That is not something that is very motivating for me. But I am, you know, like exercising is so that's easier for me to figure out strategies to work through. As far as cleaning and stuff like that goes, I am still working on coming up with strategies to help with that. Like it's not, that's one of those things where I'm like, I can't just get up off my ass and do it. Uh, Thanks ADHD for that struggle with task initiation. So it's a lot harder for me, but that doesn't mean that like, it's okay for me to like never clean my house, for example, like it's clearly not okay. And I'm sure it's the same for you. If you have ever thought like, I am just lazy or I just need to find the motivation to like work out, there is proof there in your life that there is probably something else that you are really good at and efficient at and motivated to do. So you're not lazy. Like you just have a different skill set or your priorities are devoted to that at the moment. It's nothing to do with you as being lazy. Like I, I hate that. It just feels so shameful, I guess, especially like in our society where It's just like, go, go, go and hustle and, you know, sleep when you're dead and stuff like that. Like it's, you're not lazy. I promise you most likely are not lazy. So don't, it's just proof that like, it's proof that you're fine and there's no need to feel shame about not doing something like eating healthier or working out. Sometimes it is a knowledge thing. Sometimes it isn't. Sometimes it's a support thing. Sometimes you need help strategizing with someone else. Like the whole nice thing about a coach, for example, or, you know, I've been going to the same therapist for like six or seven years, like same thing with her. Like the helpful thing is you have someone who can like listen to you, take on like hold space for all your shit. And then you come up with a plan in order to figure it out. Is basically all it is. So sometimes you do need to add, like add in some help to get that stuff done, but you're not lazy or unmotivated. You just might need different strategies. <laughs> so like one strategy that does work for me in another aspect of my life is I am by nature a very disorganized person. I have to leave myself. I have post-it notes. I have reminders on my phone. I literally have like a post-it note app on my phone. I have a calendar that I share, it's iCalendar or Google Calendar or whatever with my husband. And I also have an old, which is sitting right next to me. I also have an old school like paper calendar in order for me to keep my life together. <laughs> if one of those things like if kind of like falls out of place, it's harder for me to find. So it does take extra effort probably for me compared to someone else that maybe doesn't have an issue with being disorganized, 
but I know that those are the things that work for me and it's not perfect. Like I still mess up. I still forget things. I'm a human being. Sometimes like the system, the system isn't foolproof, but I cannot imagine literally like what it would be like. I would be such a mess, like more of a mess than I already am if I wasn't like utilizing those strategies to like keep things together. And that may look different than from other people, like, you know, someone else who has ADHD may use different strategies that work for them. I know that's like kind of a hot topic in the neurodivergent community is like whether planners like actually work for us or not, or we love the idea of a planner, but then kind of falls by the wayside. So some people rely on their phones for everything. I am one of those people that it's good for reminders and like some like the day-to-day schedule stuff, especially because my clients use a scheduling app and it populates on my calendar. So like that's helpful. But as far as like some other stuff that like requires any sort of detail that isn't just like a quick check of like my calendar, I am going to get distracted by my phone and then I'm not going to go in there and like do the thing that I was supposed to do anyway. So in that case, that is where paper comes in. Some people can't do paper. Some people can only do paper. Like different strategies work for different people. And it's no different when it comes to health and fitness as well. Different strategies work for different people. And making blanket statements, just like saying like you should do the thing or thinking that people are lazy. Just, it's not it. It's not it. So... All that being said, give yourself grace. <laughs> Trying to take it personally when people say stuff like that, like the whole no excuses mindset. There's lots of excuses and some of them are really good and some of them you can't help. It, it is what it is. But also know that like if you do want to change certain things, then it is going to require some effort you might have to hire help in some way, shape, or form. It's definitely not easy, but know that it is possible for sure. You can improve like your health and well-being. It just may not be in some of, I would say, the more mainstream ways that are presented sometimes in like the health and fitness industry. Very rarely, I feel like, are things like competing priorities and mental or physical health issues taken into account. I usually don't enter that discussion when you see things like that. Like Pinterest is like classic for this. If you go in, you'll see like some sort of, I don't know, like... 30 day like workout type thing and you're supposed to do something like every single day for like 30 days or this is one of the reasons why I don't do meal plans number one I'm not a registered dietitian so in my state of Delaware first of all it's illegal (laughs) second of all because I'm not a registered dietitian I have other credentials but not that one so technically it's illegal it is in a lot of other states too so be wary of people who don't have like that RD credential or there's also another one like a clinical nutrition specialist, a CNS, where they also have to take like a licensing exam and do like an internship and, and all that as well. Like those require higher education internships and more things are involved than what I took 
in my undergrad and other ancillary coaching certifications. So no meal plans, but also they don't always work because I can sit down and I'm calling myself out here because in the beginning of my career, I was doing that because I did not know any better, both like legally and like professionally yet. In my experience, I have actually sat down with people and made meal plans with them, had them involved with them, and then they still wouldn't stick to it. And that not necessarily, it's not their fault. It's just, that's how like life is a lot of times, you know, you want to eventually like go out for lunch with your coworkers, or I don't know, you want to go out to dinner with your partner or your girlfriends or go to happy hour or something like that. And so like, if that doesn't fit in your plan, quote unquote, then you're not going to stick to your meal plan and that's fine. So that's one of the other reasons why like I don't do that stuff either because I feel like it doesn't take into account all of the other things that come up in life. It doesn't teach clients how to navigate that stuff as well. And the same goes for exercise. Like for example, you know, my client has their plan. They have like their two strength workouts. We might talk about some other things to do in the meantime. And yet they still, it still may take them a while and some trial and error to figure out where that's going to fit in, in their week. Again, especially if they are a working parent, because they're trying to fit that in, in like pockets of time, like before, or after work, depending on how old their kids are, that can, and like what activities their kids are involved in, that can be like an, another aspect of something to work around. So knowing all of that, having personally experienced those things and then work with a lot of people where that's their norm, you know, this aforementioned statements that I keep talking about that like don't take those things into account are just like so pointless. And again, if you add on other issues that you have like mental or physical illness, it's just another layer to work around and like the conventional things you're going to see on the internet just don't, they don't apply to you. And that doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with you. So those messages, they're not for you. Those people that are promoting those messages are not for you. If it's making you feel, if that motivates you and that works for you, then that's fine. I do understand that that is helpful for some people. However, I am not one of those people. And in my experience, my clients have not been that either. So, and maybe that's just because of how I roll and who I attract that doesn't tend to work for them. So just know that that stuff isn't for you. If you see it, you should probably unfollow people as well that are promoting that stuff if it's making you feel like shitty about it too. Just a thought. So I think that's enough rambling for today. The time is like 36 minutes and I was like, I don't have a topic, but I'm just going to ramble for 36 minutes about how there's dumb shit as far as motivation goes out there in the fitness wellness and like health space. So like, I hope this was helpful to anyone who has experienced those things that I've talked about. I use myself as an example a lot because I don't really care. <laughs> I'm an open book, but I've had also clients who have experienced similar things. And so 
I just, I don't know. Like I just feel some, some type of way about it because I don't want my clients to feel less than, I guess. Like I get kind of protective over them. I have felt that way. I have felt like shame or, you know, hated myself into like exercising and stuff like that. And like, it didn't work. I was not consistent with that type of stuff until I learned a lot more about like behavior change and giving myself grace and kind of like dropping the whole like shame aspect of it. And I know other people I've worked with have felt the same way. So if you found this helpful, if you found this insightful, let me know. If you feel like, you know, someone else might benefit from this, please, you know, share this episode or the, this podcast episode or this YouTube video with them. I realize that this may not apply to everyone. I've even gotten, like, I've talked about this stuff before on social media. I've even gotten comments from like other trainers who don't follow me, don't know me. And I've gotten like snarky remarks about them too. And again, I'm like, sometimes I'm like, am I being soft? And then I'm like, no, because this type of like giving yourself grace, but also finding some workarounds type thing where like shame has no place has definitely worked a lot better for my clients over in, in recent years. So it's, yeah. So hopefully this helps. Hopefully you found this insightful, maybe a different perspective than what you've had before. Maybe it got you to think about things a little bit differently, you know, stuff like that. So if you found it helpful, let me know. If you have any thoughts or questions, also let me know. You have any ideas for future podcast episodes, let me know. <laughs> if you like this, you know, please rate and share and all that good stuff because that, it sounds trivial, but that does help whatever like podcast algorithm or, you know, YouTube algorithm, it does help my content be found by other people. So if you find it helpful, it's probably going to help somebody else in that respect. Um, so yeah, give it a share, give it a like, a follow. I appreciate any feedback. Yeah. If you have any questions about coaching, please see any of the details in the show notes. All of my contact info will be there as well. And that's it for today. I will see you guys next time. Be safe and be well.